Well, hi guys, and welcome to the first episode of our podcast. And into, and I will like to welcome you into the Louis and Daniel show, which is going to be released um, irregularly on our uh, YouTube channel called Louis and Daniel. I know it's not easy to find, but here we are. Well, uh, in this podcast, we are going to discuss uh, things about our uh, creative process and maybe about politics, but we're not getting into that. Are we going to get into politics? Probably if the conversation leads us to talking about politics. It always leads us talking to Obviously, politics. yeah. You'll find in this episode of Louis and Daniel. Have a good time. Okay, so so I I have some talking points which I want this uh, podcast to be about. Um, I'm really interested about your point of view about Instagram, particularly because it's um, as all of you know the app which is rapidly changing throughout 2020 and 2021. Um, it's also the reason why I transitioned into making reels, which um, are supposed to making your Instagram more visible for the viewers. Um, as far as we know that um, Instagram is trying to compete with TikTok and so we can see uh, the functions reels of Instagram, which is allowing users to watch short videos, basically um, reposted from TikTok on, on reels. But as far as I know, the algorithm is pushing these videos forward and um, I have always over a thousand views on them. So. My view is, um, do you think you'll be ever adapting to the Instagram's algorithm? I like this quote by Matt Diavella that actually you showed me that uh, you need to be that good that you don't have to no longer uh, care about algorithms. So algorithms are these, these patterns of how a particular system, whether it be a, a software or yeah, a piece of, of software, which Instagram, of course, is as an as an application uh, work and how it it's the, the way it, it shows people different different content, different yeah, basically different content based on what they prefer and based on on their preferences on what they watch at the straw and all these these algorithms that they work and they affect pretty much what we watch and how we consume uh, how we consume content and what I noticed is that some ways of creating uh, on social media are obviously more suitable to fit into those algorithms and there's actually psychology uh, behind this, especially behind short videos, because in this very fast-paced, fast-paced life, people tend more to um, preferably, preferably watch, uh, preferably watch short videos and consume these shorter portions of, of content. We can see that. Okay. We can see that on Instagram, TikTok, and now also 
I guess some time ago, YouTube introduced this feature, YouTube Shorts, which is again focused on uh, showing the viewers short videos that are a couple of seconds long. And yeah, it, I guess that the, the developers and the people behind the social media, they're fully aware of that people nowadays are more into this this short form of, of of content and obviously they're trying to they're trying to do their best uh, to catch as much followers to catch as much users of their software as as possible and they're doing that by offering them what is a very big chance that they will like which is short uh, short content that's probably uh, why also Instagram reels are now becoming much more popular than IGTV, for example, which uh, which serves as a platform for creators to put out uh, longer, longer videos on Instagram, which turns out to be not that very effective since you already had a pretty well-known, very fir like firm base for uh, long-term videos on internet, YouTube. So they're trying to shift toward or this style, and what I think that TikTok got right is exactly this talent consuming content, consuming short videos that you basically don't have to put any effort in. You know, it it just goes when you scroll through uh, through your feed, whether it be Instagram or TikTok, and yeah, and I. In many cases, I think that the audiences are are shared between these platforms. So, say a celebrity also might have a like a base of followers on TikTok, but also on on Instagram, and it might be the same people, or it might be some different people that, for example, don't use the 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 second platform that the celebrity uses. So they have to. They have to make up for it. That's why I also think that many uh, times people reposted actually uh, repost content from TikTok on Instagram. Yeah, well, there's a problem with that. That Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app. Uh, that was told, I think, by CEO of Instagram. But I guess. I'm not really sure. And this is where my fear comes from because, as far as I know, and I feel it on my Instagram posts particularly that um, I'm not getting enough attention as I used to during probably the start of quarantine, I mean, February 2020 and stuff. And uh, there is this other thing that Instagram wasn't, was not really good at promoting content or recommending it. You always had to put some hashtag and you still have to, to push the algorithm in a certain way to show your content to certain people, which is so far not very effective. And now that this platform is changing, I have more and more problems with getting audience into my photos. Yes, having lots of friends also helps, but I'm trying to grow naturally. I, I don't want to find some I mean, tr a tricky troll if stuff on the internet yeah. which may i mean help me get some bots i i don't care about bots i i care about 
I'm not, but um, I'm not as much into video as I'm into photo. I I kind of I'm kind of kind of you already know that I'm leaning to this photography photography lifestyle and uh, making photos is a lot easier for me because um, well it's much it's much more easy to to make and. Uh, my point is that if this platform will not support me at doing at what I do, um, I might just stick with the video and um, um, posting a post on Instagram and making your grid, um, which is this layout of all the photos to look good, is one thing. So you have to pre-plan how does it look, and um, it's extremely time-consuming. And apart from that, you now have to post IG reels, which you also have to lay out in a certain way and make your audience interested in it. So um, when so I'm asking myself, uh, when, when Instagram is no longer photo sharing app, then what am I even doing there? Um, at this point, every single app uh, which is trying to compete with TikTok should be just a video sharing app. I, I think I really believe in Instagram that they can somehow embrace their features when it comes to uh, the photo and support photographers. And um... uh, there are a lot of things which are not really great uh, about Instagram right now. But do you think it will help a future creators, um, young kids which are starting photography just as we are? Or how do you think that person should start an audience from your perspective? I mean, on, on particularly on Instagram. Well, my relationship with Instagram is that, that I use primarily Instagram for putting out my work, my, my photos. But if I had another opportunity to give my photos to other people, like to show them, my photography, uh, if if it meant to print those photos and and sell them to 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 a gallery, let it be so. I wouldn't need to to have Instagram. So I just use Instagram as as simply a platform where I can directly and very easily share share my work. So that's why I don't really really care about about the algorithms and and about that that sort of, of of stuff around social media because truly for me it's just a place where I can put it out and if someone likes it they will support it. and if they they don't they will just move to 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 another post and I believe that in order to start to in order to start, you, you have to start, which means you have to, you know, grab a camera, I don't know, save some money and, and buy, buy a cheap one and start making photos. And later you can actually post it and see whether people like it or not. And just, I don't think it's, it, it pays off to be discouraged at the beginning if you don't get that much that much followers was we've all we've all been there and if you truly like it 
and if it truly brings you brings you joy and you're not doing it for the sake of getting followers you'll most uh, likely continue continue doing it so a, a great attitude to take is to truly see instagram as 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 a, as a gallery you know as a as, as a gallery uh, into which you bring your photos and you just display it you put it on uh, you put them on on display and people will just start you know walking through the there's little alleys and in, in the gallery and they will start just you know looking at the photos and they, they will stop at some photos and they will probably want to look at those photos in a greater detail and if they simply don't like them they will move on to another photo just so yeah so uh, imagine Instagram as an as an actual gallery to which you bring your your work and show it off. This put them on display for other people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But my whole point for this time was just what if you put out a gallery and the gallery looks really great, but since um, the the people out there, I mean people on top of you, are controlling who is going to view your photos and if you're going to have success that's what the algorithm is all about i mean um my my viewpoint is that your work has to be viewed by some um uh stranger strangers at some point yeah um and instagram should somehow directly um um not just according to the hashtags but just by looking at what it is uh, without hashtags, um, direct um, certain people to look at this. For example, um, um, as I mentioned earlier, Instagram is not great at recommending things. And we can see that in comparison to TikTok because you don't have to use hashtags on TikTok. Just somehow the algorithm in this app already recognizes the content and can recommend it that's um, that's uh, that's one of the reasons why um, for example on iJournals I have so many views for such a small Instagram account uh, but yeah I, I totally agree with you that you should just put your work out there and it doesn't matter how much views and how much likes it gets because it gets because it um, just thanks to all of this we're talking about just embraces the fact that it doesn't really matter how many people will see it um, it only you you won't get a real critique a real professional criticism on your work by this um, the most important uh, thing is to just work on yourself Exactly. And put thousands of hours exactly. of work into exactly. your development of yourself because you can't always count on algorithm. And that is also one of the most important viewpoints which you introduce. So you should be better than the algorithm. You should be good enough so that you don't have to care about the algorithm. And eventually, if you're truly dev devoted to your, to your work and to these, to to the art that you're making, you will, in the end, get recognized. I mean, you you will not be eternally 
forgotten. You will probably be mm, recognized or brought up to light in other ways. You know, it might not be Instagram, but if you're truly, mm, as you, as you just said, putting many many hours and and truly investing your own time and and getting better, in the end, you will somehow yeah get recognized. Whether someone will just randomly whether i don't know um let's say more famous person will just randomly find you or you will manage to contact a more famous person i guess that people at least a a fair amount of of people that you can call a a fan base will at the end support and you will be able to build that community of people if you're truly good enough you know well that's there's that thing which parker will like said from full-time filmmaker.com which is like a film school for many young creators and it's generally only youtube recognized as far more valuable learning source than a semester at film school which i probably believe in because i've seen a lot of their videos and learned a lot and my point is that there are some uh, some amateurs um, when it comes to filmmaking and photography uh, complaining that they don't have clients yet and they uh, and that they don't have enough audience. And Parker Wolbeck said a very interesting thing, and that is, how do you expect to have a platform or an, uh, of the, an audience? How do you expect to have an audience or a client? Uh, when you didn't put thousands of hours of work into this. Just make yourself better through working and don't care about the algorithm because at the end, if you want to work for companies, if you want to work for some sort of private sector or uh, shoot banks, it doesn't matter. You have to be good. And at this point, it really doesn't matter how much likes you get on the photo. So, so... At this point, um, for example, I got accepted in, in film school called Edusa. And there's this thing that um, my likes didn't get me to the school exactly. which I went. It, it was the photos, it was the art prints. Because um, exactly I, that's what I what I mentioned that you will be recognized potentially in another way if even if you're doing basically the same thing for for different for different platforms, you know, yeah. which is in your case, photography. So you got recognized in another way. You got accepted into film school, and you got recognized not primarily because of your Instagram as such, but because of your uh, photos and because people at uh, you know at film school find, uh, found them found found them good. So I, I would like to clear this out. We actually came to the conclusion that the algorithm actually doesn't matter. And it shouldn't matter to young filmmakers like us at all because we are, after all, just uh, catching or trying to search for learning experiences. And we are trying to do more. And this podcast is also an example from it. I never learned about the, um, these weird audio stuff at all in my life and i'm really i'm really just impressed by your knowledge about working for example in logic pro x uh, guys just just check out his work he, he is a great composer 
Um, so yeah, at this point, it also doesn't matter even how much views or how much monthly listeners you get on Spotify from your latest track. It's it's the hours over you worked a year on a track and you played it out, yeah. and that's the most satisfying feeling. You didn't make made a certain tracks just because you wanted nine monthly listeners or twenty month doesn't matter. Just the work you put out there. Exactly, because in my case, and especially in the case of my first and only released officially like released track to this day, Etude, I didn't get the feeling of satisfaction from from the list like from the listeners and from the the number of people that somehow found it or listened to it the the biggest feeling of satisfaction i got when i actually put it out you know the feeling that finally it's done and i could show it to the world and if it's good then it will get recognized people listen to it and people will support it people like it people will share it with you know, their friends. Well, if it's not that good, that means that I have to work harder. I have to improve the ways I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's really, if you simply, because putting it out is the very first step. It's if you don't put your work out, if you don't show it off to people like, hey, this is, this is my work, take a look, you know, and if you don't like it, just move to another one, you know, and each time you get better and better, and once you present work and someone can just uh, come across and say, like, wow, this, this really impresses me. So, yeah, you have, to, you have to learn how to learn, and then you have to learn how to use that knowledge and translate that into your own work. Yeah, uh, that, there's this thing we learned in, in this conservative manifesto or I don't there know you go politics politics or, or, I don't know ladies and gentlemen politics yes. just entered our conversation i'm just getting a reference to prager here um there was this really clever thing said by i don't know who exactly from but i i re remember this specific talk that if you are unsuccessful commercially or something it doesn't matter don't blame your your actual results on the platform or in real life on the system because system doesn't matter you, you can't change the system so you know, hypothetically if i would get really angry deleted my instagram account i wouldn't win this battle at all the only thing i can do is to adapt myself or just be better just continue doing my work as I'm doing right now. And, you know, at this point, I think that it matters more to get a feedback from real people. I mean, just... Well, then who do you want to get feedback from if it's just, not real people? <laughs> just, just look at, for example, bots in, on Instagram. Yeah, but they, really, they, they don't offer feedback. It's, it's just really confronting for me. Basically, just... I, I, had, I, hate, I hate the... Uh, sorry, sorry. I hate the bots on Instagram, mainly because there's this another thing which Instagram should fix, apart from focusing only on reels. I don't know if you have mentioned, but you you have, I, I'm sure you have mentioned this. 
because um, if you use certain hashtags and you put them um, um, below on your post, uh, there will um, be a few bots which will um, write to certain things like um, get into my DMs <laughs> or, or follow this page, get promoted or something. Sure. And uh, that is also really confronting. So um, the more I use Instagram, the more I realize how imperfect it is. So, so at this point, um, I I might might get into this 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 sort of old fashioned photography style, and that is only about traveling, shooting, experiencing, and then at the end. Um, only art printing my photos, just putting the art prints on the walls, and that sounds far more satisfying. I get far more satisfaction from printing my photos than from posting it on Instagram because, yeah, um, yeah. just by looking how Instagram works, people just people will just swipe through the post, but when you actually make a print of certain photos of a certain memory. And you give it to someone, which is called the gift of photography, that really matters, and it has a very strong sentimental value, which holds on to you even more than a few likes on in Instagram. So, yeah, that's also very interesting hypothesis, which I heard mainly from Peter McKinnon, who is really into printing his stuff. But he is also commercially successful, so he doesn't even have to think about all this stuff. But I just, I just keep fantasizing about printing my photos. What do you think about the actual art prints? Do you do you like printing your photos? I, I I saw that you printed some hexes from CV Photolabs, which is the first thing that for quite some time I just didn't find it necessary when I had Instagram and all of these digital platforms, it just seemed to me that it's, it will probably pay off more. It, it will be just more worth it to, you know, just slap it on, on social media. And I have some small, but I have some, some followers that regularly, you know, check my photos and, and, and they usually like them. So some time ago, I did just didn't find it, uh, necessary or or important but later i learned that actually it's a very different feeling you look at the photo differently when you have it printed in in your hands you, you just have you just can really look at the photo as it is printed and not on a on a on a screen and you can you can also put it on a wall or give it to someone as, as a gift and it's a very nice piece of memorabilia. I know it's like imagine uh, someone finding somewhere old photos of you. Like that feeling might be, it, it truly must be like, like wow, you know, uh, we truly look at old photos with, with, with some sense of awe and respect. And it's like, wow, feeling this is, ladies and gentlemen, after this, short advertisement break uh we're we're back in our podcast unfortunately we can't introduce you to any of our sponsors because you're broke 
And we are not interesting to and we're victims. Yeah, we're victims of this disgusting system that completely exactly. hates photographers, we filmmakers. The we need money from Instagram because we yeah. are victims of the algorithm. Yeah, and that's why I can't introduce you to our today's sponsor. So we'll just continue. Yeah, sorry guys, talk. we're victims. We, we just can't. That's it. So um, I, I don't know if uh, what we were talking about. We're talking I, I, about the we were talking about our prints. Yeah, yeah the difference the between having a photo displayed on social media and having the photo printed actually in your hand. It's just simply a different feeling. You get a completely different experience from looking at the at a photo. I can properly I can properly describe like why is that, but it, it's simply different and you can probably feel more connected to the photo since you know that the photo was printed that can imply that the photo means something more to the person who who printed exactly. it exactly that's the gift of photography you are giving memory to someone and you enjoy taking it so i have another few questions prepared how much the social media cause you anxiety no, sorry. How much anxiety does social media cost you? Yeah, sorry. If I'm not counting the hours I wish I would have spent otherwise, talking about Instagram specifically, because Instagram is, is extremely time-consuming. The time you have to invest to prepare a post, to write the, the description, to smash all the hashtags in, to promote it, it's it's very time consuming, and sometimes I just feel like I I didn't get the you know response that would actually make up for the time that I decided to put in preparing this one one photo. So anxiety as such, probably none because. I don't really consider social media to be that extremely important in my life so that they would have to uh, bring me to the to the point of me being I don't know anxious or being like sad and showing that I am I don't know maybe disappointed, I can move, move on. It doesn't matter that much to me. If, because I know that in the end, somehow, if I continue, if I improve, if I, if I learn and if I learn how to use the knowledge, I learn properly into creating valuable, valuable content and, and truly working hard, I will somehow get recognized in the end and my work will be somehow valued in the end even if it's not right now for example yeah that's my take that makes a lot of sense well for for um i am a bit confused uh, in my case um i have uh, this great um 
how to say this. I'm just thinking about how to put it in a, in a good manner. So, I have this feeling that I'm overwhelmed by social media. Not only by the politics. Okay. Politics is not giving me any anxiety. Um, only when I'm, I mean, not arguing with someone particularly on the certain platforms, but when it comes to actual organization of my of my portfolio and about hashtags and all these things you already mentioned, it really comes off confusing and very, very, um, and um, just currently at this process when I'm making my grid look good, I'm just giving up mainly because, you know, a lot of people say that you have to post daily to succeed, uh, to succeed. you have to put certain hashtags to succeed, there's always a different hack to get new followers, there's always something new, and I just don't want to keep up, I, I, I have no energy by looking at videos which are telling me how should I post, the only thing I want is to only, post, I guess. Yeah, yeah, just just post. I don't want to think about the captions. I'm just extremely tired of of making up this pure description be, behind my post, which look basically the same but different. Um, there's this thing I'm doing, and it's very weird. And I didn't confess with this to anyone, and that is that I'm um, always going through certain Instagram accounts. Um, mainly for pirate accounts, like for example, Beast Pirate Life, which is Peter McKinn's uh, Instagram account, or or other pirates, all of this community. Um, and I'm trying to search for their captions and use them as a template for my caption, okay. <laughs> so it does fit a certain um, style. And it sounds good. It's not really long because sometimes I have um, this this temptation to override myself on a caption, and I don't want to do that either, but I also uh, um, recognize myself as very, very delicate when it comes to these descriptions, and I, I, I'm just not happy doing this, mm -hmm. and uh, many times I think that I should stop making Instagram uh, a, a post for, for, exa for example, a month, but then after a month of doing nothing comes realization that I should work on myself, I should do something, and I'm just keeping myself in this weird circle, which is just repeating itself over every month. So um, there's this thing that if you are doing it the first time, when I first started Instagram, uh, taking Instagram seriously, it was fun. I, I really had nothing to do because it was a lot of, uh, it was something new for me. It was uh, a lot more fun, mainly because um, I didn't have anything to do. I really was just free during the quarantine. But since the school finally opened, I didn't have much time or energy to do such things. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing when you're not active on Instagram, uh, that the followers are starting to drop down, and suddenly I lost 20 followers during my inactivity on Instagram for some time. Mm -hmm. And then my demotivation came from, and my demotivation is also coming from um, this certain thing that Instagram also 
um, isn't very successful at leading lots of lots of um, people to my account. So um, I basically lost 20 followers and got only got only like 12 back through daily activity. So that's also very sad. And I'm just thinking that I should just quit and make photos because it really makes me happy. So it's really up to you, but I believe that as I said already a couple of times, you will somehow get recognized. We, we really can't tell what, it's, what is ahead of us, like what people will we meet, what people will meet us somehow. So you really can't tell with whom you will keep in touch in the, in the future and maybe you'll be able truly to expand your fan base. But... Just do it, do it truly naturally and just like let it, let it, let it grow, grow naturally. Because otherwise it's, it's not going to be that genuine, that, that honest, you know, if you don't let it grow, grow naturally, naturally people finding, finding you out. And yeah. I'm not talking that you should not make yourself some advertisement, but not like force it, push it, you know, and use bots and that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, we want real people to follow us. We want real people to get to our work and see it. We want, because the thing is that I believe that there is a sort of message that I want to convey through my work. And I want this message to reach as, as many people as, uh, as possible that's the ultimate you know ultimate goal and whether it's the i don't know the message of the good news and the faith or it's some sort of uh other 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 good message that you want to 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 give to give people you have to do it in a natural way and not not force it because people will uh, will see and they will notice uh, when you're if if you're forcing it or if you're just putting it up because you you like doing it because it brings you brings you joy and this feeling of satisfaction. Just as I'm thinking about this, you can also um, I will tell you an example of an Instagram account which didn't have to follow any rules and think about algorithm because it was um, because this Instagram account is also sharing a message which is pretty clear and people are interested in it. So um, that also, um, that, that, that Instagram account is called Wim Hof and, uh, you, and that actually supports your, your viewpoint because Wim Hof didn't have to follow any algorithm or use hashtags. The only thing he did is that he wrote a book, shared a message, and people naturally came. Actually, yeah. so so we are all supposed to rather than follow hashtags, follow our own intuition and our own emotions when it comes to these certain things. Yes, you can follow your emotions in life when it comes to your art, but not when it comes to your actual life decisions. We we are going to talk about that stuff <laughs> for sure. In, in a few minutes, um, because of our conservative manifesto, which are we clearly discussing 
um, quite early on. And yes, that's probably where we are going to land. Is the message is is the emotion of your art is the is the wisdom you're sharing. That's that's the important thing when it comes to creating content. It's it's also always the message, not not the algorithm, because you just we we don't have to do that. We don't have to focus. It just we are good doing it voluntarily, and that is maybe the scariest robotic things about humans, such as us. Because I mean. It's, it's very scary to think about this, that we are all just contributing to the certain system in certain way just because we want to succeed. Um, yes, we should adapt, but when it comes to the actual art, we should stay happy just by doing what we are doing. Um, and yes, there are conservative opinions which disagree with me. In this point, like on which, but I, I, I agree. I agree with conservatives with this thing that the art should should be beautiful. It should represent the beauty of the world. It should enhance our intellectual um, curiosity, and exactly. this is what the art is about. I'm not talking about the toilets and feces which are just um, thrown to the art galleries right now. But when it comes to the actual arts, which we are doing, and we are contributing to the society and to this platform as well, people will surely find us. Actually, because I believe that also one of the purposes of art is to enrich other people and give probably new perspectives on life and on exactly. yeah. different different topics. Truly, I don't know, ranging from food to god and that kind of stuff so it truly has to enrich both individuals and also society so really your art has somehow to contribute to making this world a better um, better place because just imagine imagine the world with without art you know it would be it would be just very very much more poor than it is yeah it is right now because it art can uplift us art can also make us sad it was the most important thing that people and i can use films and movies as an example why are movies so important in our society as such and why we need to continue uh, to produce truly good and valuable movies because movies teach us values. They represent certain values in these different stories from gazillion different worlds and, you know, universes, multiverses, you know, whether it's, I don't know, Marvel, Star Wars, or an independent movie that you find on YouTube. Movies, movies in general teach people values and show uh, and are showing them in a way so that the viewer can relate and that is very important humans have some sort of, of ability to to connect to the to the movie to connect to the characters and in many cases to relate with their feelings and 
with having these this, this these thick like fictional or these movie characters doing certain things, you can you can truly say that oh, this is this completely like like like, like me. He's doing this exactly like me, and this completely my behavior. This completely his or or her behavior. So movies give us the room and the, the, the space to to relate to have the feeling that our uh our our status or our life position our current situation in life might not be as exceptional as one would think it might be okay. yeah yeah there's this uh, thing i heard from peter mckinnon and um, it also relates to the making films, but I would like to just shortly talk about the identity of the artist. Well, um, um, there are many views um, and many opinions about just what does art mean and what you can categorize as art. Yes, uh, certain things, uh, certain films represent our values, but there are a lot of things we uh, films which are not for example you can also see i i saw this weird play weird film on netflix which was somehow representing the idea that the radical left is actually politics ladies and gentlemen yeah. politics <laughs> that the radical organizations of a certain ideology left uh, is um actually good and that certain massacre in chicago was cle clearly just um justified by i don't know something i i didn't even watch that movie to the end um i i uh, liked it for some reason um I, but i i didn't i wasn't educated at politics i'm currently uh, such as i'm currently when recording this stuff but um you can see that certain things certain films um are pushing the wrong agendas and it's really important to i think educate children and educate the youth on where does where do we stand as west politically because we can clearly make more films which embrace our values and clear i, I mean uh, we have this sort of freedom of speech so it's good where certain people um, express themselves as um, as something else politically. Yeah, that's what we are. That's the democracy. But when some certain ideology is threatening the democracy itself, it shouldn't be canceled. It shouldn't. But it should be argued and teached about very, very well. Because the only thing why people are uh, leaning to a certain ideology is because they don't know about its past and they don't know how to identify it. That's why we are almost all leaning to some political ideologies which seem very moral to us, but in practice they aren't. And yeah, I, I just wanted to, I, I just lead to the politics very, very deeply. You can also contribute to, to this monologue. I I lived it first. Actually, this brings me to the point we've brought earlier on the 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 topics of algorithms, it really seems that present-day filmmakers somehow want to fit 
into these algorithms, political, let's say, algorithms. I know it's a strange combination of word, but we can see that happening. That there is a certain pattern that obviously, according to political ideologies, has to be followed. And if it's not followed, then, then you get canceled, and then you're simply bad, you're not being supported because you didn't follow all the pattern. And yes. it's actually this very, um, this, this is actually greatly complementing to one of my talking points. And um, I have this question for you, which you already started talking about, and that is how woke do you think social media is and how much is it threat to the society if, if in this reality, um, the government, governments in America um, are starting to be private contractors to the wokeness in certain social media. How do you view this? And also, how does this um, uh, make our or content or how does this specific thing happening in the USA can make our whole lives already much worse politically uh, when we want to share certain ideas. For example, I, I noticed that you want to build your YouTube channel um, uh, on your faith as exactly. a Christian. You exactly. want to share, share Christian ideals. You want to talk about your religion. As far as we know, the left isn't very happy with it. The left is calling, for example, all the Christians, all the white straight males, racist and uh, probably predators of society as colonizers, <laughs> which is which really isn't true, because we all know that race doesn't matter, and all these things also doesn't matter. All lives matter, and that is, oh my That's god, it. I will get killed by saying this. I said all lives matter. Exactly. You know, you can see he is concerned about not fitting in the algorithm. You can see yeah. exactly what we're talking about in, in practice. As far as Ben Shapiro is on YouTube channel, I'm fine. So, <laughs> so, so um, do you see this as a threat that um, when, when the government is starting to, uh, when the government is starting to becoming a private contractor and paying big corporations like Twitter to block or censor certain content, do you view this as a dangerous thing. I mean, to some extent, yeah, because it's it's a threat for, as I'll said, for for free speech as, as such. And the thing that might be pretty scary is that the people behind the, the, the these big corporations, because nowadays most of them can be considered woke because they want to fit in these political uh, algorithms that obviously according to the left have has um, have to be followed and yeah it truly does impose some some sort of limitations or or not lim not yet limitations but threats you know to uh, to people who who want to convey the the, the truth, because 
free speech covers it it all. Within for under free speech, you can talk the truth. You can, or you can also also lie. You know, but we have to make the we have to like discern this. One is good, and one is one is simply simply not good. And you can see that more and more people will somehow continue and will choose the the, the latter. You know, the not the not good option, which is lying and pushing some sort of of, of agenda, and that is really really bad for the society even when it's like lies under under the the veil of of free speech of free speech because then what it's what is the point of of that if you're deceiving people if you're destroying the society and if you're actually making human life a life's worse and bringing some to death. I'm especially talking about very some some probably radical radical political views that are being pushed through social. Again, right. So radically kill someone, but the ideology and the people, for example, in the past, then were under this ideology, killed and the people. Yeah. Like socialism, there communism, yeah, yeah. fascism. You have all of that. There's this very wonderful thing, which, I mean, you mentioned um, the good and evil. Yeah. Um, the, the, thing about good, the thing about good and evil is that the only way we as a Western society uh, determined um, or specified what is evil and what is good is by Bible. Is by basically our... Um, our old um, Judeo-Christian values, exactly. which built this society exactly. and put us together as a people, and somehow civilized our our behavior, and um, it civilized our behavior just because uh, the God in Old and in New Testament clearly clearly said what's moral and what's not. Exactly. As far as we know, at the left, for example, in this, um, in in socialistic Czechoslovakia, for example, um, or, or basically the Soviet Union, um, didn't like um, the church, didn't like um, the idea of religion, of having some religious communities in, in their country, because um, not only they were educating people in a certain way, which left didn't like, but they were also uh, concerned that they will view a god or the church as something higher than the state. Exactly. Well, I, I, I know that uh, the church should be separated from the state always, but it doesn't mean that the state should suppress these religious communities. Well, especially um, when you mentioned and brought up co communism, the Soviet Union. Communism leads the, the the first let's say idea of communism as a very the first idea of, of communism as a as a 
atheistic uh, idea leads us back to the very first part, the very first book of the Bible, the Bible of Genesis, in which the snake, you know, the the devil, Satan, mm, seduces even later on uh, Adam, and there's this this, this passion, passage, this verse that says that you know, and you you will be like like God, you know, you will know what is good and what is right, and this idea, then you will be like God, you will be gods is is very nicely translated into communism which is trying to solve all of these problems with having the government as the 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 basically covering all of the different authorities like i don't know moral authority economic authority educational authority and replacing this idea of of god a being that transcends uh, materialistic point of views and transcends us as humans and replacing that with a very rotten and materialistically based organization such as the government in the case of, for example, the Soviet Union. You know, we can tell that all of the governments on this planet are, are bad or evil or that they are trying to replace God but yeah so the government can't uh, dictate people how to think or how or tell them moral values because that's not what government is for the government is here for just only for um, absolute necessities like for example the national defense national and defense. Uh, the construction of economy and by that I mean the cap. No, 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 no. I, I... So, so, ladies and gentlemen, back. yeah, we're back. We're back after another advertisement break, in which we will not introduce you to our sponsors. So, we'll yeah, just so we are victims. You already know the deal. So, yeah. uh, so let's continue. <laughs> um, I, I was talking about um, the construction of. The economy. Yeah, the purpose of the yeah. government in a society. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, capitalism is just basically based um, on the idea that people should work for the people. The people are constructed as small or big businesses. It depends on how successful they are uh, and work and they are working for each other. That basically means that people are creating goods just for themselves. And the government is not interfering. Yes, the government should take care of uh, certain mathematical um, uh, preposition, or I don't know how to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the government should take care of uh, certain things of how the economy is going. So uh, the things like the uh, deflation or inflation um, will not happen. But the government doesn't actually stand in the way of the people and their free will. Um, um, in a communist country, people are forced to work for the government. You have no freelancer or private businesses in a communist country. Uh, so basically, if if the socialist Czechoslovakia wouldn't uh, wouldn't fall. Um, we would still live in 
country surrounded by poverty, not being able to see what's behind the borders and not being able to build our own businesses uh, and have freedom of markets. And also we would not be able to work as a freelancers. Our job, the thing, things which are we doing right now, expressing our opinions um, um, in public by the podcast in this way is just uh, the evidence that the freedom of speech exists. And that's why this system works. And that's why I'm proud of my country and for the revolution which happened. And that's exactly why I support um, a cap young capitalists and young conservatives in our country. It's always because it's always leaning to the freedom. And um, there's this thing which I heard about uh, or heard from many people. Uh, and that is that if the political um, right-wingers um, would get everything they want, um, the, peop the, the country, the exact country which um, uh, would succeed in right-wing politics would be Nazi country, which also is untrue and it's a myth and doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think you understand. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah sure. because the fascism isn't actually a right-wing ideology. It actually... It's, it, it has far from the left in many ways. And that's because the right-wing um, politicians are not authoritarian. Um, exactly. And that's you, that's as, like the biggest difference between a right-wing politician and a completely extreme, also uh, almost alter like alternative right. It, it's just politician. alternative political spectrum which doesn't lean into the conservatism at absolutely and um uh, it's also important to teach kids in school on how how this certain ideologies were formed and um it's really scary to see um things on the internet like um calling conservatives fascists because um just to be clear, I don't identify or I don't have any... I, I just find it really insulting. Um, but I'm not going to cancel anyone for saying it. Yeah, remember that. Um, it's just... People aren't really educated about the existence of a certain political spectrums. Exactly. People should really learn what the left is. I had this very interesting talk with one of my family members and I just wanted him to express his political opinions to me and um, I guess I wanted to somehow manage his viewpoint and um, I identify him as politically uh, politically because I just wanted to wanted, wanted to know um, for who is going to vote for in the next election. And um, I the presidential elections, like yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And um, as I uh, asked her things, I was identifying it for um, uh, like um, it's that's a right winger view, that's a left winger view. I was identifying it along the way in the car, um, and um, I was actually stopped by that particular family member, uh, saying that I don't care about right and um, and left. I don't care. Uh, what's political um about this political spectrum that doesn't mean anything to me i mean i didn't care either 
uh, I don't know, half a year ago or seven, eight months ago. I had no idea what's the difference between the right wing and the left wing political point of view. So. Yeah, so I asked him, uh, so how do you identify yourself? Who are you going to vote for, for God's sake, yeah. if you don't know what do you want? Because uh, it's a very important thing to, um, as I heard uh, from also some conservatives in America, saying that you don't vote for people, you vote for a movement, you vote for um, the actual ideology. Because if you want it or not, the certain political party is going to assure to put this, put their agenda into the practice, uh, even if it's going to be to sound uh, extremely good, or we are not going to hurt, hear, hear about it. Because that's where actually the the um, the um, idea of populism came out. So, mm-hmm. for example, a lot of people were concerned about electing Donald Trump, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they were saying that he is a populist. Where it actually turned out that he maybe is, he, yeah, he is populist. But a lot of conservatives admitted it. Yeah. So um, I'm confident saying that. Um, and my point is that um, conservative governments have done just what they had to because Trump already gave uh, the answer yes to every conservative thing the government wanted to uh, wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They he lowered the taxes. Just he did the whole all good American stuff which he wanted. I mean, just try to turn off sound when it comes to Trump. And he might not seem as that bad of a president, actually. Just try to that's very true. turn off the sound. Turn so, off the sound. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's, that's true. Because um, I, I, I didn't know where I wanted to go with this, actually, in this conversation. But uh, what was the thing I talked about, for example, like, when talking about the, the the role that a government play that the government plays all right in the society and right and, and then I came to these uh, this weird um, this, this weird idea of talking about how do people express politically high and how it's important to know for the people to express themselves and um, I found it really concerning that my um, Yes, yes. That that particular family member, I I, I asked um, him about about the political views. Um, it was raised during the communist regime regime mm-hmm. here in Slovakia. So you clearly know that all of his all of his beliefs are leaning to Russia, and all of his trust is leaning to the East. And mm-hmm. and you you can really see that that really doesn't matter anymore because not only Russia isn't um, I mean uh, I mean a superpower anymore since two American states are already wealthier. Well it's definitely no longer an economic superpower. Okay, okay. It's not as economically the facts suggest. All right, all right. So it's not economically superior to the to no, American no, 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 no. Um, and and I, I don't really see um, the reason why we should lean to the Russia, honestly, just because there are some authoritarian problems, and you heard about the, or you heard the latest news about Alexei Navalny, who probably just by this day maybe starved, uh, starved to death. I don't really know, 
Um, but this is this is the cancel culture at its worst. Yeah, at its worst, completely. You can see how terrible how terrible it can it can get on the on on the left with canceling and bringing down and and silencing silencing people and, and silencing the truth basically because what was Alexei Navalny doing is he was exposing uh, the true and the dirtiness behind uh, you know Russian oligarchs and Russian politicians and he was as I guess Johnny Johnny Harris suggested he was you know trying to to to, to bring down uh, Putin's house of house of cards that his he, he politics did. Yeah. And I, I really do believe that politicians like Alexei Navalny will succeed. Well he wasn't technically a politician, but um, well, he, he was he, he was expressing opposing political yeah. views yeah. to Putin's regime. I, I may call it regime. Okay. I, I don't I don't really know how Russia is doing. I don't really I don't know. Do you see a lot of Russian people on the internet? I I I I didn't somehow notice a big Russian influence um, on the internet since so many people live there. I always no. see the American folks just um, talking about something or just posting out content, but I haven't seen lots of Russians. Yeah, because I don't believe that Russia has that, that big of an impact on the Western society or on the West. As some other Western countries obviously have, so yeah. When it comes to politics, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And there's also one interesting thing which I heard from my family member when I was talking about him about politics, and that was mainly the. No, I was pretty confused when he said it, but he he said um, every political system should um, are is able to succeed if the morally good people are on the top of it and that is isn't obviously isn't true because well, it does to, not make sense at all <laughs> yeah because that uh, we, we clearly know as uh, kids that life isn't fair and people are naturally good that's we. That's why we are learning such. Uh, that's why we are going to church. That's why we are reading the Bible. That's why our parents are giving us certain values and teaching us how to be polite, how to behave. There's all reason why um, we don't believe and why it is true that we are not naturally good. And um, and when it comes to communism and these communist regimes um, they believe that people are going to contribute to the society as a mark as Karl Marx suggested and that uh, all the people on the top are going to love everything and also share everything as everyone else and it actually ended up with the system collapsing on itself just because of the fools belief yeah. So that's why I think we should stick with this, what we have now, because it's only based around human success and pursuit of the individual, not a, around collective good, which may not even well, 
Well, collective, collective good is something collective we should strive for. Like economic collective shit. Like, I mean, well, yeah. communist. Yeah, that's you know, that is uh, something different than yeah. collective collective I, I'm good. And really which, sorry about how I put it this, but I'm, I'm no, just no, really, it's okay. really, yeah, yeah, um, it's okay. Yeah, I I think we should get away from politics from now on. Okay, because so before we wrap it up, one positive thing I want to hear one positive thing, whether it's some piece of good news or it's. Uh, message. If I want something positive uh, from you, then I'll try to say something positive, and then uh, we will positive wrap it up. What exactly? Uh, whether it's a piece of uh, good news, something that something good that happened, or it's a some sort of positive message that you want to give to people, something positive. Because we've been talking about a lot of negative things throughout this this podcast, and it's yeah, but it's, I, it's, I, it's important yeah. to speak our minds, and it's important to. To address these topics, but I don't want you to to leave with this feeling that it's just bad and it's it's. I, I just don't want to make our audience tired of politics, uh, but just to be clear, one positive I, thing: I fight for your freedom of speech, no matter what is your opinion. That's why I'm conservative. That's why I believe in Bible, and that's why I cherish. The Judeo-Christian values of the West. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's probably uh, my thought at the end when it comes to the politics. I fight for your freedom just by supporting the West. And exactly. that's why I support West and most of its things. When it doesn't lean to left and start destroying itself. So, yeah. So, Luis, what is your final thought on politics? So, my final thought on politics, and I will try to end this on a rather positive note is that politics or the, the politics that we choose to, to support reflect our values. And that is very important to keep in mind that the politics we, in when speaking of, of a democracy, of a society in, in which the people decide who will govern, in which people decide who will represent their uh, their values uh it's very important to keep in mind that truly politics politics matter in the sense that they represent the values you you stand you stand for so i don't believe it's it's shameful or it should be a taboo to speak about politics like this because we're 15 years old you know we're we're currently studying in at high schools and uh, we're not like academically educated in this area, but we've been noticing that it is important. It is important to be aware of how politics work to some extent. To have some some basic knowledge, to have this this layout properly laid out, you know, to see how things how things work and to choose choose the 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 best option. Because if we have good values, if we support good values stand for good values in our everyday life and also our, our political views political views because politics are 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 not like for 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 ourselves because under the term politics and policies usually apply to to a certain group of people you know take for example uh citizens of a of a 
of a state. So we have some values that we believe that are important and that that are true, uh, and that through through good politics, through mm, supporting good good politics and good political models that uh, models that actually work like conservative conservative values and mm, the, the, this this desire this need for 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 a good society built on judeo christian values that's why it's 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 important to to stay socially conservative which means that you truly want our society to, to be conservative and to preserve the good values that will eventually be reflected in art in uh our everyday life instagram post whatever it might be yeah. so well, I'm, I'm actually going to upload some of, this, some of these things to my IG reels. Do you think that we will get cancelled by certain leftists when I upload this to a certain woke, certain woke platform? Well, <laughs> that, I will do this. Yeah. I will express my opinion politically. Okay, so please, if oh, you're watching way. this, please cancel us. We want to see the way you cancel us. And as both. That, then we will film a video about it and tell how dangerous you are just by doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, we, we want to see that. So please don't forget to cancel us. Uh, you can find us on, on social media. My name is Louis JC. You can find me on YouTube at uh, Louis JC. And, and my name is Daniel. And you can find me obviously on Instagram. If you are watching this particular IG reel, my name is the alternative Daniel Burgess. And um, yes, we really do want to see how you cancel us. Yeah, that will be very interesting. Just imagine the comments of the, of the angry leftists on, on this IG reel. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If, uh, we, we, we're ending already. What? We, we are ending already. Yeah, I guess we should like wrap it up. All right, so. No, I, I, I would like to add some final thoughts, actually. Let's like on all of this. Um, all right. So, so we're not ending yet. This is our first podcast, so bear with us, okay? This is our first podcast. We're learning how to end a podcast properly, so <laughs> please don't be mad at us, yeah. okay? We were, we were learning already three hours how to start a podcast. We're, we're not so. editing this, actually, so you will hear all of these bloopers. And Are we sure we're yeah. not going to edit some No, 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 no. No, it's going to just... We're just doing the basic edit to synchronize everything. But all right, are we going to upload this on Spotify? Good try. Yeah, oh, have a podcast on YouTube. SoundCloud. We'll create our own Instagram account, which will share yeah. our podcast. All right, yeah, we can do that, or we so, can just like on our individual. Oh my God, this will be controversial. This will I don't be care. Very I don't controversial. Care. I don't want to. I want to see us cancel. Please do that. If you're a leftist, if you're woke. To do that, I, I really want to see the way you cancel us. So. Yeah, and if yeah. certain family member is watching this and listening to my political views, which you disagree with, I'm very, very sorry. And I hope that you will like me just because I'm your blood. We have the same DNA. So, so okay. Yeah. So, I, I think that politics shouldn't actually divide us and just do some other things like. We should came for a more reasonable conclusion with all of our views. So, yeah, yeah, I, I love you guys very much. 
So your yeah. very final thoughts, your very final thoughts. No, 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 thoughts. Th these are not my favorite final thoughts. But go with One your... of my final thoughts. Okay, but, but your now your very final thought at the end of this first episode of the Louis and Daniel show. <laughs> oh, all right, I have to think about this. Take your time. Ooh, it's been a while. Right, so... Um, you know, express your final thought, and then I will join at the end. Okay, so I believe that we're winning the cultural war if we as don't... As conservatives, right? What? As a conservatives. Yeah, as, as conservatives. As, as, as conservative, as conservatives, conservative creators, conservative peoples who want to preserve the, the good values, the good values in in everyday life and in society as a whole, we're winning the cultural war and don't be afraid, don't be afraid to, to express and to show support to, to good values like bravery, courage, purity, honesty, truth, even health, because that seems nowadays on the left not that much regarded fat phobia, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But we'll get into this in another episode. So yeah, uh, don't forget to truly stay devoted to the good values, faith, the faith in faith in God and faith in 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 Jesus, Jesus uh, our Savior, who will who will who has already who has already given us given us this this message that now is our responsibility to pass on other other generations. So. And for good values, and if you have a person, it's your moral obligation to be happy. That's my final thought. Right, very nice. Well, Mike, I, I, I was thinking about this for quite some time, and my final thought may be very, very pretty at the very end of our political discussion, um, and that is don't let the internet to control your political views. Cherish what makes you a human being. Be human, be good, just like how your parents told you, just like how the Bible told you, and just like how our society, no, 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 I, I'm going to cancel that at the end. I mean, this little thing. Yeah, we, we will yeah. cut that out. The Just good part of our society. That's the good part of, of our society. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to tell. But so far, I don't see that we live in such a bad way in, our, in the West. Just look what we're working with here. So I didn't even starve to death for any day of my life. So I feel really good. So yeah, kids, don't let the internet spoil your natural political views, which you believe in. because. Just to be, I want this to be told out there. The only thing which leaned me to the left was internet in 2020 when we were all in lockdown. I was naturally conservative, just how my parents told me and raised me, and just by how my grandparents raised me, also. So, yes, don't let internet completely distort your political views so if you believe that something is completely true 
and your parent yeah if you believe in certain things don't let the internet and the cancel culture culture discourage you yeah that is my final thought so, thanks once again for watching thanks for listening if you're listening this on your favorite uh, platforms remember that gratitude is the key to happiness and we'll see you in the next episode yeah follow me on instagram as the alternative daniel because follow Luis on Instagram as Don Luis Giovanni, and uh, you already know our names, so you can check our YouTube channels um, either in our descriptions or in our bios, or basically, if you know our names, just search. So, on YouTube. Guys, I thank you very much for, for listening to this podcast. I, if you are still here at the end, I want you to know that I completely love you and I want to marry you if you're a woman, of course. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, thank you. Love you guys. And I wish you a beautiful, I wish you a beautiful day or night or I don't know which time are you listening to this exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Love and cherish the values which your parents told you. Amazing. Thanks. See you.